Hello and welcome to SEO SES with me, Hannah Bryce, SEO manager at Holland and Barrett, and the delectable eccentric would help an old lady cross the street kind of person, Sarah McDowell, SEO content executive, also at Holland and Barrett. Our podcast is called SEO SES because we want to be a special answering service for SEO. See what we did there. So whether you're an SEO newbie, a business owner, or an SEO who wants to stay on top of what's going on by listening to mine and Sarah's voices, welcome. It's great to have you. Sarah, how are you? I think I would definitely help an old lady cross the street. You really definitely would. (laughs) (laughs) What were some of the other ones? Uh, Delectable. Delectable. I mean, never, I've never been uh, described as delectable before. So uh, that's a new one. I like it. I like it a lot. Good. Uh, An eccentric as well. I mean, I am sat here in a very eccentric, no, I'm not. I was going to say, like, paint this picture that I'm sat in an eccentric outfit, but I'm really not. I'm in, I'm in joggers and a hoodie. So, you know. It's more your personality than your style. Thank you for a wonderful introduction. And how are we doing? Uh, yeah, good. I, I was well. I only recently got up, to be honest, and I was like, "Shall I get a coffee?" So I'm on form for this podcast, or shall I have a tea? And I gambled and went for the tea, but I, I feel like I'm awake. I'm ready. I'm good. Ah, are you trying to cut back on the coffee? Um, it, it just to be honest with you, it doesn't agree with me anyway. I I love coffee, but it's uh. I did one of those um, intolerance tests and it said I'm allergic to it. So I yes. try not to have it, but at the same time. It also, it also said you're allergic to hamsters as well. Oh, golden hamsters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you should be proud of me, Hannah, because uh, I've cut down my coffee inta- intake by 50%. That's very impressive. I am proud. So I used to be a, a four coffee a day kind of person probably helps with my eccentricness maybe <laughs> I don't know uh but now I'm only having two so and then I'm drinking lots of hot lemony water very very good I am always proud of you but even more so now <laughs> you're always proud <laughs> right we've got uh some exciting news this week because we have a guest joining us don't we Hannah we certainly do Okay, and I I have the wonderful, wonderful job of welcoming Lula. Why did I struggle so much with that word? This know. is going to be an interesting podcast, isn't it? <laughs> um, I have the delight of welcoming him to the show. So this week we have Costas Petru, who is the co-founder of Ascend Digital specializing in SEO, digital PR, and social media marketing. Good morning, Costas. Good morning, both. I absolutely love the intros. They are just second to none. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you you very much. I mean, they get weird and wonderful, don't they, really? (laughs) Every Um, week they get better, yeah. I mean, will we ever run out of adjectives and description words? No, I hope not. <laughs> How is your Saturday morning treating you so far? Very good, very good. I mean, it's a, it's a break away from being run around the house by three kids. So, yeah, no complaints. Good to be on the show. 
So you had a good excuse then to uh, tell your other half, like, sorry, I've got a, I've got a very professional podcast. I can't, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak away this morning. <laughs> exactly that, and I'm sure she was completely understanding, considering two of them are keeping us awake till three, four o'clock a.m. this morning. Oh, so, <laughs> ouch, that does not sound fun. So, if you had a coffee this morning, I'm very much like I think is it was it you, Hannah, that said that you can't drink coffee. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like you. I can't drink coffee. If I drink coffee, my body does some very weird things. <laughs> I start, my heart starts <laughs> going very fast. Then I, I, I just cut coffee out completely. I'm a tea guy. So in the morning, I have a nice cup of tea or a peppermint tea. Nice. Gets me refreshed and, uh, and it gets me ready for the day. Love it. I'm, I'm currently on mint green tea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good <laughs> stuff. I like mint green tea. <laughs> Awesome. Right. Well, this this leads us on nicely to the quick fire. So we're going to get to know a little bit more about you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Excellent. So number one, would you ever wear trainers with no socks? Yes. (laughs) Oh, that does not sit right with me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) It's very fashionable, though. But anyway, (laughs) how many times do you snooze your alarm in the morning? 15 at least. So definitely an all version of all or nothing with the snooze. Absolutely. 100%. What's the last problem you solved? Um, how to not wake up at three o'clock because I got my wife to do it. <laughs> What's your favourite smell? Um, Tom Ford aftershave. Nice. Guilty pleasure? Chocolate. If Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept? No. Name a word that starts with the letter Q. Cubit. Do you know what? That's the first one that comes to my mind as well. <laughs> <It's very weird. laughs> Do you know when you ever ask anybody to People always just think it's the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, so I have to say, Sarah planned these questions, so I'm not taking credit for this one. Um, but I also absolutely love it. What sound does a seal make? <laughs> Should I make the sound? Yes. Of course you've got to make the sound. Okay, I'll give it a go. Ow, ow. Very good. <laughs> that was like a baby seal. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you find really boring? EastEnders. Ah, good shout. <laughs> and um, are you sweet or savoury? Savory. Sarah's Sarah's on that one too, aren't you? Team Savory. 100%. And is Team Sweet. I am definitely Team Sweet, unfortunately. I mean, (laughs) give me a multi-pack of crisps and you'll be impressed with how fast I can get through them. (laughs) Uh, Similarly, if you give Hannah, I want to say at least three packets of Oreos, you'd be quite surprised how fast you can get through them. Can I can I just say that I could actually get through both at the same time? So I don't know where that puts me. Oh, I love it. Well, yeah, I'm impressed with that. See, right, this might be a bit of a weird thing to say, but like sometimes I really like when you have chocolate and then crisps afterwards. There's something really nice about that, like the taste. Yeah. You sometimes yeah. you need to measure, like weigh it back out with a bit of savoury afterwards, don't you? Yeah, that's just all cool. That's definitely yeah. a good call. And a cup of tea for me. 
um well I definitely feel like we know you more now um so so yes um right I would like you now to give us a brief intro of yourself and how you got into the wonderful world of digital marketing and SEO yeah sure so it was around about eight years ago that I started I started to discover SEO and digital marketing um, I'm very competitive by nature. So when I overheard SEOs talking about rankings and, and competing for rankings, that kind of really played into my very competitive nature. So I was like, oh, I, w- I want to get a piece of this. You know, I want to I see how I can compete with someone. So that was, um, that was kind of the initial thing that's, that, that sparked the interest. And how it kind of progressed from there, I was working with a traditional marketing team at the time. And I overheard I'd overheard an SEO, a couple of SEO guys talking about how they were getting backlinks and, and how they were um, how they were competing with one of the competitors in the space at the time. And for me, I was I really want to I want to see what they're talking about. I wanted to you know get involved and see what how I could kind of figure this stuff out because it it seemed like magic to me. I mean, wow, you could you could do a certain set of things and you could help a business raise up the rise up the rankings and and ultimately achieve growth and whatever it may be so I was like wow I really want to see what it's about um so I asked if I could spend a day a week with with these guys in the team and um and they accepted and then I started to teach myself in my spare time so I was just going a bit crazy with it as I said before I'm an all or nothing type guy so when I first discovered SEO, I was just like obsessed I was just trying to get involved in everything in conversation speaking to people and and it just kind of went on from there. That one day a week became three days a week. Um, and then I moved into a fully-fledged digital marketing role, which heavily involved SEO. And I uh, haven't really looked back since. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's probably one of my favourite stories of how somebody ever got into SEO because the, the whole sort of competitiveness of it, you forget that. Do you know what I mean? But actually, that's yeah. probably why a lot of us love it so much. It getting to the top and beating yeah. a competitor you just forget about the buzz from that but actually I remember being in again similar working kind of more of a, a wider marketing role and I don't know about you but do you know when you've either got like a really good backlink or you've actually got sort of number three or, or above on google and you tell people and they're like yeah. why am I so excited about this stuff and it's <laughs> massive do you know what I mean yeah I completely I completely feel you on that I mean I was I was obsessed with the rankings at first you know I was checking it every five minutes I was on Google um, <laughs> typing the keywords and have we increased you know have we gone up the rankings and it'll be so frustrating but I think for me um, one of the one of the big factors in that competitiveness is I've got a history I've got a very rich history in sport so so my dad was a former British champion boxer and in boxing you have rankings so the higher oh. up the rankings you get the higher up the rankings you get, the more uh, the more opportunity to title titles. You know, you, you've got to kind of compete for titles. So that really kind of it really connected with me because the higher up the rankings you get, the bigger the prize ultimately. You know, so that was really something that resonated with me. It's in your blood. It's <laughs> in my blood. I was born an SEO. <laughs> yeah, SEO runs through your veins. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> and I guess PPC is a bit like using steroids, right? Yeah, yeah. If you if you do PPC, you're cheating. <laughs> awesome. So, as co-founder of Ascend Digital, then obviously it's been a really crazy year. Can you give us um, 
any insight into kind of what the main challenges you faced have been or any successes you're really proud of? Yeah, so um, <laughs> this is this is may take you guys by surprise. I started the business in lockdown month this year. Wow. So when most people were closing the doors and shutting shop, I was open. I was opening the doors to ascend, um, and it was it was crazy. Uh, it wasn't planned that way. I was always going to open start the business in March of this year. Um, that was the plan, at least six months prior to that. So. When COVID hit, it was like, you know, panic, panic set in. How are we going to, how are we going to approach it? We had to really pivot. Um, but one thing I really noticed in SEO was that there, there seemed to be a lack of, um, a lack of creativity to a certain degree. Um, especially when I first got into SEO, there was, there was a lack of that creative element. So with being in SEO and digital PR previously, I wanted to use the combination of them both, but from a creative, have a creative spin on it. So one of the things we really focus on is, is storytelling in our campaigns, um, not just storytelling in the traditional sense. You know, can you create an interactive asset on a, on a site that, that takes the user on a journey and then get, um, you know, then get top tier media, um, uh, public, you know, top tier media press off the back of that. So it was, it, it's basically creativity in search is our slogan with storytelling at the heart of it and that was something that really that really inspired me I couldn't see much of that happening I did see it happening on a smaller scale but I didn't see it happening on a massive scale so I really wanted to go into it with the mindset of let's be really creative and that we're not for everybody because not everybody wants that approach but mm. the one we don't want to be for everybody you know we wanted to make sure we were tar targeting a specific market um one of our big inspirations is uh, Rise at Seven. I'm sure you guys <laughs> would have come across Rise at Seven there. Yeah. I think everyone has come across Rise at Seven. <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere. I mean, I think just one global content agency of the year or something like that. Um, yeah, they're, they're amazing. And so we're on, a small, <laughs> we're on a smaller scale to those guys, obviously. But um, we, we noticed that they had a similar mentality. I had this mentality before I even knew Rise at Seven. It was just, they solidified it and they've shown that it works. And so mm. uh, we really embraced that creative, creative element. Amazing. And uh, yes, and I have to say, like, I think um, so, I love, I love the creativityness um, that, that, that comes with like SEO and uh, how you said earlier about telling a story. Um, I think that's always that's always a, a main principle in whatever marketing you're doing, whether it is SEO, whether it is like social media, if it's content, right? no matter what you're doing, you have to tell a story. Um, yeah. Because one thing that I was always told uh, when I first got into marketing is uh, you remember fairy tales, don't you? You remember <laughs> yeah. the storylines of fairy tales. And that's because we, we as humans, we, we remember storylines. Do you know what I mean? So Absolutely. if you can tell a story, then that's, that's half the battle, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, I mean, so, if yes. you look at... Sorry. Sorry, I was... You... Carry on, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, it's like the Christmas adverts, the ones that you remember have the storyline, don't they? Exactly. Definitely. And if you think of some of the most inspiring leaders, you know, in history, Steve Jobs, even today, Elon Musk, you've got Stephen Bartlett, they all tell a story. You know, they all they all sell their services, whatever it may be, by taking you on a story on a journey. So 
Um, I think story is incredibly powerful, a powerful tool to use. And, and using Definitely. that with search really can help not just your rankings, but everything else that you're trying to achieve. Definitely, definitely. Awesome. Right. So we got you on today to talk about what the next five years may look like for SEO. So I hope you've got your Mystic Ball with you today. <laughs> um, do you remember Mystic Meg? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mystic Meg. She's I- a legend. Oh my gosh, such a legend. She was, uh, so t- yeah, wasn't she on before the lottery or something? Yeah, it was on uh, she was, yeah. Uh, amazing, amazing times. Anyway, uh, younger people have no idea what we're on about, but anyway, it's showing our age. Uh, yeah. right, first things first, looking back over the last five years, what have been some of the main changes you have seen or experienced or come across? Yeah, I think it's... Uh... I think it's clear to see that it's it's harder now than ever to become, you know, king of the SERP, so to speak. You know, I think um, five years or so ago, all you needed really, all you needed to do really was, was strike a deal with a link provider, and you know, um, you'd watch your, your your rankings take off, um, or just create a, a basic infographic and manage to get a ton of backlinks off the back of that. So I think that's I think that's what's um, what's kind of transitioned. Uh, in, you know how you how you generate links and and one big thing that we we really focus on and one thing that I think needs to be focused on is um, measuring the performance of backlinks because we know that, that that links are a major ranking factor but actually measuring the performance of those links not just getting a link for the sake of it and that's something that we've also seen a transition from so um, you know back in the day past five years you, you'd get a link just for the sake of of, of uh, increasing rankings but now we should really be focusing on how those links perform how many times are those links actually clicked on how much traffic has been driven from those links so you know really looking at the performance of a backlink and and trying to achieve links that actually have some real value not just um not just vanity and rankings value um so that's some of the things i, I also think that google's got a lot more intelligent with how it delivers it's the search uh, search results so i think you know the way it knows how to deliver uh, a result based on if it should be a video or if it should be a featured snippet or you know a people also ask type of result and um, mm. become very smart in knowing how, what the user intent is and, and what the user needs to see based on its query so um i think that's also that's also progressed over the past 5 years and also Google wants to keep you on its platform for, for as long as possible. Um, I think that's also become more more evident over the past few years or so. You know, they try to keep you there via these tools, via these people also ask and all the other things that, you know, I think you've got all these things now, even Google jobs, everything's designed to try and keep you on Google. Um, mm. So I think I think those are some of the big things. You've got various other things. I mean, when Penguin 4.0 launched, I think it was in September of 2016, I think, um, that had a, a big effect on on spammy links and, and the positive effect on, you know, spammy links. Having uh, having spammy links did not give you a, a kind of that, that huge ranking increase the way it used to. So I think that's also that's also transitioned with, with the launch mm. of Penguin 4.0. Um, so yeah, so I think those are some of the big things. <clears throat> we actually ran an experiment um, to see if spammy links still worked, and it was quite it was quite a strange result, believe it or not, because we 
we so we don't we don't do spammy links at all at Ascend, but we wanted to experiment it to see because we hear a lot of talk about you know do do these spammy links still work do PBN still work and we don't get involved in that on a professional level but just for our own personal kind of um, you know inquisitiveness we wanted to see if if they actually worked and so we we did an experiment whereby we bought um, two thousand backlinks over the course of four weeks for a website just just a random website you know it wasn't um it wasn't any type of business it was just a website that we, we was looking to test this on so we bought 2000 spammy backlinks i think it was a, i think it must have been a, a pbn type setup um to see if it actually worked and for local seo within two months the site was ranking number two for, for a competitive keyword in, in a large city so on a local level I get the impression that that the algorithm is a little bit behind. Um, it's not interesting. Yeah, so so we we did notice that on a local level, you were able, especially in certain niches, you were able to see some uplift with these links. Um, but again, you know that kind of that doesn't you know we don't focus on that. We look at the performance of links, but that's just we wanted to test the market out because a lot of people were asking us. Do, do, do these links still work and, you know, can we get some traction off it? And I would always say, don't bother with them. But we wanted to see for our own kind of our own curiosity, do they work or not? And on a local level, they, they actually did, which was weird. I, th- I think that's the key, isn't it? Um, like with being successful um, at SEO is is trying stuff yourself. So um, rather than just always taking things by gospel by what you hear or like best practices and stuff if you can and have the time and have the resource you should definitely be running tests and seeing seeing yeah like seeing what happens when you do stuff um but that's quite interesting that it yeah it positively affected you on a local level um but I suppose the only thing that I would say is like because Google and what you've been saying is that Google's always bettering their um their search engine aren't they and they're always Absolutely. sort of yeah so anything that you do that's a bit suspect or a bit black hat or gray hat um yeah. I think it would end up biting you in the bum 100% down the line <laughs> 100% um, I think I think Google will get better um over over the period of time you know moving forward over the next five years or whatever it may be at, at improving that local kind of algorithm to, to make sure that these spammy links and on a local level don't have this, the effect in the same way they don't on a national and you know an international level so i definitely think it's it's not a tactic i would use it was just more of a you know let's, yeah. let's just test and see what will happen but, but definitely i think it, it will it will definitely improve over time and that will be weeded out 100 percent. we were saying this um on a on a recent podcast with Azim. I don't know if have we published that one, Sarah? Not yet. Right. Okay. You're making me look bad now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we had a very similar conversation and it was, and I'm not going to go into it in too much depth, but I had a massive rant about the fact that we as SEOs, and especially if you're working in a business where you have to tell people, no, we can't do this in terms of buying links and it's really Absolutely. bad. No, we can't keep spending money on, on this kind of thing. We're going to get penalised for it it's annoying when people don't do you know what I mean because actually yeah. it makes us look like we don't we don't really know what Google's doing and you kind of think Google we want you to penalize people for this because 100%. otherwise people like us who are trying to do it naturally I don't we, know, it backfires yeah I think I think you know the best thing is because look Google's algorithms are all about 
user experience a lot of the time. So how can it improve the user experience? How can it improve how it delivers the results to you? So ultimately, you should be following best practice anyway because it, it's best for you as a business yeah. or as a website to do that. Um, so, so I think that's you know these these spammy links will it may it may have some you know influence, but Google will catch on eventually because they constantly are improving. And and when they do, you're just setting yourself up for failure. So I really I really think you know you're right. Another thing I would say is what Google tell tell us tells us and, <laughs> and what actually is reality are two mm. separate things. <laughs> I think. That oh my gosh! Noted, yes. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah, completely with you on that. And it's really nice to hear, actually. And, and I know I will move on in a second, but the whole point about what you were saying about links and making sure that actually you're not just getting a link for link's sake, you're getting it one that actually going to drive traffic to your site. We should, there's no reason anybody should not have been doing that. Do you know what I mean? I know it's been Absolutely. spoken about recently and, and it's a really good point from you. But if you think about it from a marketing point of view, if you are a marketer as well as an SEO, why on earth would you want a link that people aren't going to click on? Exactly. We lose yeah. sight of that. Well, I certainly haven't, but a lot of SEOs and a lot of a lot of marketers lose sight of what are we actually doing it for. Um, you know, a lot of the time they're just thinking about algorithms and how to satisfy that. But what are we actually doing this task for? Why are we getting backlinks? You know, why are we writing great content? It's it's for our our users. It's not for anything else, and that's what yeah. Google's trying to move us towards. Yeah, makes sense. Oh, we could talk about the last five years forever with you. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on to what you think the next five years is going to look like? Yeah, so I I actually ran a question on Twitter on this. Um, and I think it will be interesting to kind of share some of the thoughts of of what some really great SEO minds out there have said. And then, and then also my own kind of thoughts on it. Um, Amazing. So so some of the things that, that, that people come back with um were number one seo will be a, a part of other disciplines so nobody will sign off boring thing just because it's for seo it will be great marketing that builds brands and drives action as well as getting links or ranking as a result our work will get bigger and more lucrative so um i actually think each of these points um all have their own merit and i actually think each of them will, will, will come into play um i don't think once one's kind of off key I think they will all they will all happen um mm. so this is why I wanted to kind of I wanted to use these five examples because I think these four examples because I think they're really relevant another one was from somebody that I know quite well and I think it's a really good point uh, more integration with other channels not digital marketing just marketing consumer journeys are channel agnostic our strategy should be to growth as the focus rather than SEO as the focus I I really like that point because yeah. um because it goes back to that point of what are we doing marketing for and it's uh, you know we're looking to, to to help the business get brand exposure to grow and ultimately to, to increase sales or clients whatever it may be so I think point two is a really good one um number three you guys will recognize <laughs> we always say on the podcast that there will be there should be one big oily marketing machine where all channels work together and complement one another Hopefully in the next five years, SEO will no, no longer be an afterthought, but it will be woven into all plans, campaigns and strategies. That does sound very familiar and from a very <laughs> knowledgeable source, I imagine. Absolutely. That's, 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 that's my favourite one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and finally, the last one was a wider use of natural language processing SEO strategies from keyword research to content optimization, the creation of software that uses NLP. Now, 
um, that's the four that I I kind of that I thought were the, the kind of the best answers, and I actually published them on my LinkedIn profile as well. From from my own perspective, I'll go back to because I'm really kind of banging on about this lately. Um, link performance. So we we use we use link performance as so we we have obviously our technical SEO side of things, and then we have our digital PR. And from a digital PR standpoint, we we really look at link performance. So the things that we measure are clicks, traffic, um, how many you have to estimate this one, but how much how many how much has the branded search term queries increased because of the campaign you're running? So how many links you've landed in in that period of time? How many times did your brand get searched for? And then ultimately, how many sales or you know how many sales or clients or inquiries were driven because of those links and finally of course ranking your ranking increases so how many how much did the backlinks increase your ranking so those are the metrics we we look to to tick off when we're when we're running a digital pr campaign and when we're trying to acquire these links um but ultimately ultimately i think having an emphasis on quality performance driven backlinks will have a massive impact on SEO, um, and 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 it shouldn't just be a case of getting links for the sake of it. And I think um, I think creating, I think video content will, will continue to be really um, pushed into the forefront. We see more and more of it now, with the likes of you know even LinkedIn are, are now have now released stories, so you can you know you can do little mini videos and and Twitter I think have transitioned onto that now. So I think. I think video is really going to continue to be a massive role moving forwards. Um, and again, I agree with the fact that digital marketing and marketing will just become one thing. Um, I do. So I, I hear, and I think me and Hannah have spoken about this, about um, like how, how more important video is going to be. But there is going to be a challenge in that with uh, us as SEOs, because obviously video is great, but from a um, speed experience, <laughs> do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's going to be a lovely challenge for us, isn't it? Um, it is. So, and obviously, there, yeah, there's always a ways around it or ways that you can um, like optimize and things for that. But, and I think that's one of the things that I love about SEO, I suppose, is that, um, yeah, like, because it's always changing and evolving and the industry is, there's always new challenges that you come across. And yeah, um, I just, I, I just see video is, yeah, it'd be great. Like, because I, I consume, um, I, if I think about how I consume content, um, like I do read articles and what have you, but I yeah. much prefer listening to podcasts or watching videos sort yeah, of thing. So too. I think it depends, but then other people are different, isn't it? So absolutely. I think, you know, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head with the challenge to SEOs in this school, because if you think of, um, the new, the new ranking factor that's going to be released, I think in 2021, um, is all around you know, page experience signal. So those core web vitals, and I think video, if you have a video on your site, if, you know, if, if, if you're not doing things correctly, you can really slow down the site, which can have a negative impact mm. on SEO. Um, so I definitely think that you've got to be able to find the correct balance um, in, in all of these things. Um, video is really, really great for, th for trying to convert traffic into, you know, 
potential customers or whatever it may be. But at the same time, you don't want it to have a negative impact on your SEO. And that then in turn has a negative impact on, on the website's growth and so on and traffic. So it's trying to find a balance. And that's that's what I love about SEO. It's constantly moving forward. It's constantly a challenge. And it keeps us on our toes all the time. So we're constantly having to improve and get better, which is something I, I really thrive and enjoy. Mm. Definitely, definitely. I mean, time is flying. I'm loving this conversation. I don't know about <laughs> you two. Um, but we've probably, Han, got time for a question more each. Yep, go for it. Who's te- I can't remember who last asked the question. Is it me or you? <laughs> you. <laughs> okay, so my last question for you is... Um, okay, so we've obviously talked about what has already changed and um, what we think is going to change. What sort of fundamentals will remain the same? Is there anything that's not going to change? Do you think? I think um, I think Google's still going to remain a dominant force in search. I mean, if you look at Apple, are talking about bringing out their own search engine, um, and and that could potentially be a challenge to Google. I personally don't think that's that's going to happen anytime soon. I think Google owns the market pretty much i can't see there being oh my gosh yes in there. so there was some talks on a forum about apple's going to come and revolutionize search and it's going to be the major competitor to, to google i don't think that's the case at all um so i think i think google's going to stay the, the main the main search force um i think things that will stay the same content or links will continue to be for me um the major ranking factors even though google are talking about these core web vitals you know yes they'll be important but I can't see them being more important than content and links. They'll continue to to be the major players. And one more thing I would say is I think SEOs are going to be more more needed than ever. Um, I don't think. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think AI and things like this are gonna are gonna take the role of SEOs because ultimately content is a massive factor in 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 search and humans should be writing for humans, not machines writing for humans. So I think content. It's going to be a, a big area for, for us SEOs to kind of to, to expose. But definitely, I think we need to, to, to realize that SEO is going to be fully relevant. We're going to be, you know, we're all going to be in jobs for the next five years, I think. And I don't think, <laughs> I don't think SEO will be dead the way people are, you know, talking about. Um, my last question. I suppose we should give you the opportunity to ask us anything, if there's anything you wanted to ask us. Yeah, Um I wanted to ask you guys this, actually. Have you guys spotted any changes in the past couple of days? Because um, there's been some talk of an algorithm update and we've seen some fluctuation in, in rankings and so on and, tra- and in traffic. So I was wondering if you guys, you know, on a kind of more um, in the moment type of question, but have you guys noticed any any kind of changes over the past few days? Yeah, see, I, I think um, for us, like it fluctuates quite a lot anyway. Um, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> because of like, um, environmental factors at the moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd say, um, I think in the last few days, sort of the trend sort of went from going one direction to another. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, if there's an update, but to be honest with you, it sounds like you are far more up to date with that kind of thing. Um, so you're probably best, best place to tell us. <laughs> we, we're massively data driven. So we're constantly looking, we've got a, a person that's just literally watching data constantly. So we, um, yeah, so we did notice some fluctuations and then we decided, because what we do is we'll, we'll, we'll see a trend and then we'll jump on a forum and see if others are talking about the same thing. And we did see that. So, um, so yes, yeah, so we've definitely... 
can I ask the question? So when you say that you saw a trend, because I think I think it's a tricky one for us to answer because it because we're in like e-commerce and retail, like it fluctuates so much and not yeah. just on our products, but also like content. And what, so yeah. there, there's been so many times where I've used one tool and I mean, I got excited the other day, didn't I, Han? Because <laughs> yeah. um, I thought one of our main competitors, um, we on one tool, we were ranking higher than them so right. I went straight to the SEO team like oh my god oh my god like look at this we're <laughs> ranking higher and then when when you looked it wasn't sort of thing so I find that sort of thing hard because I just find I, I get that there's big trends that happens in like um if if there's a if if there's a big enough sort of um change and lots of people notice and lots of people talk about it then yeah, then there might be like a core thing that they've done. But I always find that question hard because it fluctuates so much anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. We, we talk all the time and I think unless there's something crazy that's literally dropped off a cliff or gone sky high, that I probably wouldn't look in, to see if there's yeah. been an algorithm. Yeah. yeah, so we saw with one of one of our professional service clients that they they went from – so we just started working with them, went from page four to page two to page three to page one, then back to page four. <laughs> so it was like, oh, whoa, man. what's going on? It was really fluctuating. Um, and, Is that the one so you did we all were... the links for? Because that would make perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it wasn't. We, 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 wouldn't, we didn't use them. On a, we, we used the links on a, on a test site. But yeah, the, the professional service <laughs> business is an accountancy practice. And we just saw them going up and down like, like a yo-yo. I was thinking, what's happening here? So then we, we looked at um, some of the forums and, and I think Barry, Barry Schwartz, I think that's how you say his name, um, he he also spoke about it a little bit over the past few days. So I think something definitely happened. Um, but it's just a case of, is it an algorithm update? I'm not too sure. Ah, well. Pictures as well, haven't they, recently? Do you know where they were like, oh, sorry, yeah, yes. you, you yeah. is not right. We did a blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened as well, which drove us crazy. Oh, can, I, can I ask one more question for you guys? Yeah. Of course. What is... What what is your your favorite algorithm update? <laughs> Why are you laughing, Hannah? I don't know. I love it. I love the question. You go first, there. <laughs> you gonna make me go first? Um, my favorite one. Well, I mean, I don't. I. Do hmm. you want me to go first? <laughs> yes. I mean, let me have it. The only reason is because um, when I think of algorithm updates, like I get that they're needed. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, and I, I get that whenever Google update the algorithm or change something, most of the time it's um, for for no, the better. A question: What's your favorite algorithm? Update? <laughs> <laughs> we know what you are. Then what's yours? Okay, Sitting mine. on the fence. I know, right? Um, mine <laughs> is definitely Panda because Panda. I think it's a, it's a good classic. It's named after a really cute bear. And I think it stopped a lot of shit content out there. 100%. That's mine. Ah. Yeah. That's mine. I mean, uh, Panda's my favourite as well. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah, can, can I have two favourites? Because I do agree with you guys. Um, <laughs> with, with I mean, the cuteness of a panda and the sort of tidying up the sort of uh, spammy content. But then I think Penguin then also helped as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, dealing absolutely. with all those spammy links. Because the thing with... Um, 
Yeah. So the thing with that is, I think I think the the main things with both Panda and Penguin was um, it it did a good job of cutting out a lot of spam and horribleness that was happening on the internet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think Absolutely. them them together are the dream team, like me and Hannah. I like to think. <laughs> good. That's a very good observation. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you know do you know where the name Panda actually came from for the Google algorithm? No. It's actually named after someone called Biswanath Panda. And he yeah. he's I believe he's the engineer who, who created the algorithm. So Panda's actually named after him. Amazing. Ah. Um I found out um so you know the um hurricane algorithm update hmm. was it hurricane or it's... um there was a hurricane am i going mental there was anyway there was something like because obviously i'm going to put my hands up and say that i don't know what all the algorithm updates are called because i think there's just far <laughs> too many and how can you like keep on top of that yeah. but there was something like a hurricane or something it has i think rise at seven um tweeted this um hmm. but the reason it was called hurricane was because it was going to cause such a storm in the um like uh, in the industry right, okay. or something like that. I've not so, come across that one. Um, I'll check it out. Is it hurricane? <laughs> I might have got it wrong. I don't know. But anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> right. So, are you guys ready for this week's feature? Yes. yes, that's wrong. <laughs> Good. So, right. So, this week's feature is I have some Nottingham slang words. Um, and oh. the reason I picked Nottingham is because that is, <clears throat> this is, this is going to make me look really bad research wise if this isn't correct. But that's where your agency is based, isn't it, Costas? You're spot on. Yeah. No, very good research done. But basically, thank Nottingham. you. <laughs> so because you are based in Nottingham, I am going to test you both on your Nottingham slang knowledge. <laughs> okay, bearing in mind I'm a, I'm a brummy born and raised, but I'll give it a good go. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to hear your excuses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I have eight terms and you have to tell me what uh, so you take it in turns but you have to tell me what you think this word means sure so because you are this week's guest costas you can go first oh thank you and the the word is to mash what am i talking about if i'm saying to mash to mash is that like a roast dinner (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately not i'll take that as your answer hannah what are you saying a mustache (laughs) 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 to make a cup of tea you know when you mash a tea bag oh no oh yeah no i didn't know that one don't say no (laughs) hannah it's slang it exists so what's the word for it tenuous ridiculously tenuous it's not making tea to mash. Oh, go mash me a tea. Like, what? Yeah, I never heard that one, but... No. Okay, Hannah, you're going first with this one. <laughs> Tab hanging. Oh, my God. What on earth? <laughs> no. no, no oh. when a Come tab on, give me... Sorry? When a tab won't close. 
<laughs> I have no idea. Custis? I was going to say, when somebody's waiting for the other person to pay the tab. You guys are rubbish at this game. <laughs> to listen, uninvited. Of course. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I see where that's going. Okay. Costas, if I was to say, oh, you've got a right monk on, what would I be talking about? <laughs> Double chin? Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> is, is that your answer, uh, Hannah? <laughs> uh, I'd probably say that it's, um, you, you, you've got a moody face. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yes. I'll give you that because it's bad oh. mood. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> okay, uh, I believe it's Hannah's turn to go. Uh, this one, I think this one's fairly obvious. If I was to talk about my kisses, <laughs> what am I talking about? Your, your lips? Yes! God for that. <laughs> that, could have, that, could have, that literally could have been anything, you know. So. <laughs> I realised that I didn't give uh, Costas a chance to answer. I think I just got excited because you got one right. So, Okay, uh... <laughs> the next word is, um, I'm going to do, okay, so we've got four left and you're going to have to buzz in for these. I'm going to make it a bit more quicker. Uh, so you buzz in just by saying your name, okay? Mm-hmm. Real, sure. So, if I said that I'm feeling clammed right now, what 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 am I? Costas. Anna. Oh, I think that was Costas. <laughs> You're feeling hot. Oh, that is wrong, Hannah. You've got a cold. chance. Cold. cold. Yeah. No, it means I'm hungry. Oh, cool. oh, okay. 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 Next word. Nesh. Hannah. Yes, Hannah. That one is cold. It is. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> right. What's the next? Okay. Midlin. Costas. Yes. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know why I said my name. <laughs> Inter- interfering. Hannah. Yes. Um, is it just okay? Yes, it is. Hannah. Oh, wow. Oh, you're bringing it back now, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> I think these are more northern ones rather than just not Nottingham specific, but I'm taking it. <laughs> okay, last one. And I think I think you're both gonna know this, maybe. I don't know. Bobbo. Hannah? Yes. Is it the police? No. No idea. Costas, you've got a chance here. Uh, um builder? <laughs> no, it was a horse. Bobbo. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Is that it one. Bobby? Is a Bobby is a horse or something? Not. (laughs) I just thought above the builder. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I love that. I got that from yours. I thought that was very clever. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you want to know the scores at the end of uh, this week's feature? Go on. Yeah. Hannah, you are the reigning champion and you know your Nottingham slang. You got four. And unfortunately, Costas, you only got one. Oh, no. I've got an excuse. I'm a a brummy. So. <laughs> but well, yes. I mean, there were, were some weird ones on there, weren't there? Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of any of them. I think only one of them I've come across. I mean, some of the things <laughs> I hear all the time in the chip shop, in particular, is me duck. <laughs> I hear that one oh, all yeah, the time. Love that. Yeah, yeah. me duck. How are we doing, me duck? <laughs> I hope we duck. 
That's hey, a popular duck. one. Never heard that one. <laughs> Never heard that one until I come to not, until I come to the East Midlands anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid to say that that brings us to the end of this week's SEOSAS podcast, guys. Ah, that was, <laughs> Sad times. That was good. It was. Um, if okay, so if people want to connect with you, Costas, or find out what are the tests that you're doing, or anything <laughs> that you're sort of sharing about what's going on, how best can they do that? Yeah, so they can cut me on LinkedIn, um, Costas P Digital, uh, Twitter, Costas P Digital as well. Those are the two platforms I'm most active on. So um so yeah and obviously they can get in touch with me via email if they want to so it's just my first name at ascendigital.co.uk they're the three best ways to really connect with me but definitely linkedin and twitter are, are the best best places i'm always active on those platforms awesome i'll link out to them in the show notes and and also link out to your um website as well amazing thank you how can people get in touch with us um, well, you can email us at hello at seoseaspodcast.com. We're also on Twitter. It's seo underscore sas um, or sarahmcduk or seoseashannah. Awesome. So awesome. We are both on LinkedIn as well. Yes, we are. Um, and the only thing left for me to say is if you do enjoy listening to us, why don't you give us a cheeky little subscribe if you don't already? It's just one click, really easy. And also that means that any episodes that um, are live, um, Hannah has reminded me that we have a bonus one that will be going live this week. And now because I've said it, it's going to have to happen. So it will go live this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, you will get notified. And yes, if you are feeling extra generous and want to make me and hannah smile then we love a review don't we hannah yes please yes please um right i think we're just gonna have to say goodbye until next time guys amazing thank you so much for having me on it was a pleasure we we loved it thank you very much for being on you're welcome back anytime thank you thank you have a good rest of your day right until next time (laughs) 